0: Welcome to the podcast. It's Pat and Stu, and unfortunately, Jeff Fisher is joining us as well. That's unfortunate. I'm just hanging out. Good to see you. Nice to be here. Oh, yeah. I'm just seeing unfortunately, it wasn't here for the entire show. Yeah, no, that was That's sad. what I was trying that was to try. say. Oh, okay, well. Okay, yeah, then. Yeah.
1: Oh, well. We'll try to we'll try to deal with it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, we went through a, lo- a lot of the uh, election stuff. We're getting set into kind of the final, the final stretch here, as we're only, you know, I mean, we've got up until Christmas, and then we're only a few weeks away from... Uh, from the new year when we start voting. After Um, the holidays, it'll be literally, what, three to four weeks before Iowa. Early February, so that's coming up uh, right around the corner. We get into that. Which is later than it used to be because they moved it back a little bit. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We get an alternative take on Bloomberg. Is there a positive case to be made for Bloomberg? No. We attempt it. I don't know that it's perfectly successful, but there's an interesting idea there. Uh, We also uh, go into a... um, a potential UFO. Mm-hmm. Was there a UFO sighting? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it feels like there was. It feels like there was, Jeffy says. And also, we have Jeffy's new business. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Jeffy's opening up a, a new up business. That. Very exciting. We have to look uh, out for that. I'm you, excited about it. If you need bad news told to someone and you don't want to do it yourself, I'm here for it. Jeffy's here. Bad I'm news here breakers for, for you right now. Uh, we have all that uh, and more on a very... It's a fun day. It's the last day before Thanksgiving. We come back on Monday. So here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. This is this is going to be, I guess, the storyline to the end of the year. The Democrats want to get this impeachment thing over by the end of the year. They want the vote by the end of the year.
1: Well, it's strange because they're going to the the uh judiciary committee now with yeah. with uh Jerry Nadler. Yeah. Uh if if you have an ironclad case like we heard last week <laughs> from uh Schiff, why are you pushing this now to the Judiciary?
0: vote? Well, they have to do the articles of impeachment. So
1: Yes. so but does it, my understanding it, of the, the process the judiciary yeah. writes those up? Yeah, is that what it it's is? It's the
0: judiciary that, okay. that's going to come up with those and All they right. go through a, a series of hearings that are less about, like, the evidence of the case and more about the process of how impeachment needs to work and what they're going to go after and how they're going to create the articles of impeachment. You know what the problem is? This just all takes too long. Um, if we were more like China,
1: we'd just do this. Just get them out. Just th- throw <laughs> them out. That's what you do. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. This whole constitutional thing slows things down. It does. Makes you ponder things. Makes you think about it. It doesn't allow you to just do things on impulse,
0: Yeah. which is what we need. <laughs> I mean, we need impeachment to be like the Hershey's bar in the checkout line at the grocery store. You're, you're going through and you see some gum and you see Hershey's and like Bang! Reese's. You just pick them up. They're in your you mouth. You think about it. Is it a good choice? Do I need this candy? No. You don't think about that. Don't worry about that. Yeah.
1: You're 30 seconds later, you're just eating candy. Yeah,
0: and, and then you're you terrible about yourself after, <laughs> and that's the way this all ends. We all just feel terrible about ourselves. I, it's interesting to see this because I don't There's an interesting case to be made for Democrats to say, "Why are we going to cut this short? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, let's just keep calling witnesses. Let's draw it out. Let's draw it out. Let's call all the people Mm -hmm. in the uh, in the in the West Wing, people like Mulvaney and and formerly Bolton, um, that say that they would testify if courts demand they testify." Let's put it through the court system. Let's wait the, the several months until it all it all shakes out. Let's just keep it going because what what the, what it looks like to me now, and I think to a lot of people who are maybe in the middle and looking at this, not really understanding the process and, and not really knowing where this is going, it looks like the Democrats are just rushing through this. Yeah, which by the way, they are. I mean, wait, it's true. They are. But it looks, it's not supposed to look that way. When you're doing yeah. that, it's it's supposed to look like you're doing this fair thing and it's we just want to get to the facts. How can you even argue that when you've spent two weeks on it? This whole call just came to light like four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And in four weeks, we're already at the point, basically, where there's a vote on impeachment. It's insanity.
1: And I think they're doing that because if it goes to the Senate, then you could get the senators who are running for president embroiled in that. Oh, yeah. And keep them off the campaign trail. And they don't want that.
0: But again, who are you talking about? You're talking about Elizabeth Warren, Warren, Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris. Harris, Uh Right? Like, you know, there's a good argument to be made that a lot of people in the Democratic Party, in the leadership... Probably don't want any one of those three as the actual candidate. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might want a Biden. They might want a Buttigieg. They, I mean, they don't. They definitely don't like Sanders. They don't care about Sanders. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, that's true. I, I am a little concerned about Michael Bennett and what, what he, what's <laughs> going to happen to him if he can't campaign <laughs> because right now he is rocketing to zero percent, and will he get beyond that? I don't know
1: so hard to get beyond that. Cory Booker is another one, by the way. Booker, I love that. Mr. Spartacus is struggling at still, uh, according to Quinnipiac, 2%. 2%. He's tied with Yang. Now. Yang gang. uh, uh, In the national Quinnipiac poll, this is amazing to me. Biden is at number one again, Mm -hmm. 24%. So he's up three percentage points.
0: Then it's Buttigieg
1: up six to 16%. He's number two now
0: nationally. Amazing. That's crazy. He's the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Right. And again, no offense to South Bend, Indiana. Right. But the mayor of Miramar, Florida, just dropped out of the race. Oof. Wayne Messammentum Messam. And, and it's, bigger than it's bigger than South Bend. South Bend. Uh, for whatever reason, the Democrats, I assume, because I've learned from Democrats, it must be skin color. Wayne Messam's black. So that's, I assume that's why they don't like him, but they like Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. But it, it is <laughs> bizarre <laughs> that this guy... Who is you know a mayor of a of a, you know small to mid sized city mm-hmm. is the number two guy beating yeah. out everybody except Joe Biden, uh, somebody nobody had ever heard of until a few months ago. He does strike you though, just from the the sort of eye test, as one of the more competent people. You could tell he's smart. You could he doesn't get flustered by a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's well spoken. Yeah, and, and he's controlled, and he has no record, which is is a nice yeah. benefit for the for the left. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lot of stuff to pick him apart on. They're like, "Well, he once fired a police chief that was unpopular in his community." It's like, "All right, that's your <laughs> Okay. Uh, there's not a lot and... of negative on the guy, right? Uh-huh. And, yeah. and and you could see this with the other candidates. They struggle to find things to say mm-hmm. that are bad about him because he hasn't done anything. He's like 12 years old." Yeah. It's like, wow, he skipped a birthday party uh, last year and, and it was at a trampoline park. They had to pay the fee.
1: And he promised the friend he'd be there. Yeah, that's he promised. the other thing. And,
0: and yeah, then no and present he, afterwards, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and when he did finally give him a present after he was called out on it, it was the same present he, present he got from another kid at his birthday party, a blatant regift. gift <laughs> Like that's about all. I don't know. I, I don't know what he's, you know, he hasn't really done anything. And yet there he um, is at number two. It's crazy. Number two
1: and Warren has slipped to third, she's going away. Yep. She dropped 14% uh, over the last couple of weeks it to, does give you, to 14%. Does that
0: give you a little bit of
1: hope? It does. Yeah, it does. And especially since Sanders is behind her at 13. So it does give me hope that maybe, you know, we're not quite there to to the socialism yet. I And American people, the American people don't want socialism. I hope that's still the case. And it seems like it is because – Biden's not a socialist, and I I don't think Buttigieg either is either. Um, then you go to the bottom tier, and you see the Bloomberg's already at three percent, tied with Harris and and uh, Klobuchar, but he's spending a ton of money to get to that three percent. So
0: yeah, well, uh, you think he, he'll ever have his moment where he rockets, you know, uh, let, into the teens? We have to take a, a sixty second break here, but All I right. want to come back on the other side. I have been very dismissive of the Bloomberg thing. I have too. Uh, and I think with good reason. There's a lot of good reasons why to, to be dismissive of Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> However, I I, I, heard, I was listening uh, yesterday to uh, Jim Garrity, who's a very, very smart guy who, who sees this stuff. Uh, he's with National Review. And he made a, a case in the affirmative for Bloomberg that I thought was pretty compelling. Mm.
1: The best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. It might be just as simple, though, as, you know, Joe Biden just pretty much number one lead lead candidate start to finish.
0: That is what it is it, so far.
1: It, so far. I mean, he had moments where uh, Warren passed him a little bit for a while in some
0: polls, not even yeah, in not every a, poll. Nope. Yeah, it was never more than half the polls that she passed. It was really kind of a statistical dead heat for about two weeks. And now people have gotten to know her,
1: and I don't think they like her. They don't. And and I don't think they like her policies. And they understand that, come on, we can't spend $52 trillion on your stuff. We can't do it. And and I think they understand that that estimate is probably way low. And it can't
0: be done. It just can't happen. Just Medicare for all will cost us more than $50 trillion over 10 years. This no question. Is, everyone's like, well, they they estimated it at $32 trillion. It's Come not going to be $32 trillion. It we never all know is. It. We've explained why on several occasions. You can go back and listen to those shows in depth if you want. But, I mean, the point here is that we all know these things blow up mm-hmm. above their budget. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really uh, obvious fundamental reasons why, including, uh, in this case, uh, you know, like when you do... Um, uh, when you when Medicaid or Medicare pays hospitals pays doctors they pay a lower rate than than for private insurance mm-hmm. and one of the things that Warren assumes in her plan is that she will just pay everybody at that rate we already pay a rate for Medicare we'll just continue to pay that rate and just spread it out over the entire health system well the reason why they're able to pay or accept Medicare and Medicaid payments that are lower the reason doctors do that is because they charge private insur- insurance more, right? Mm-hmm. So they even it out. They basically say, okay, well, this one's coming from the government. We'll accept less, and we'll accept more from he- over here, and that'll give us a nice midpoint number. Right. Well, when you take everyone down to that lower payment number, the th- it's going to shake the health system apart. And that's the type of thing that will not – in reality actually happen they're not going to they're going to have to raise the payments so these places can stay in business so the hospitals all don't start closing down they're not going to allow that to happen so they'll just print more money and spend more money and instead of 32 trillion it'd be 52 trillion Mm -hmm. and instead of 59 trillion in total cost for all these plans it'll be 79 trillion
1: yeah you know what there's a reason doctors make a lot of money And the reason is they were in school for 24 years (laughs) and then they did a residency and they didn't make any money doing it. And they they come out with massive debt. Uh, They have to work long hours. And I know it sounds like a sob story to somebody who's making 50,000 when they're making, you know, 950,000 or a million dollars a year, but really they deserve it. Mm -hmm. They've done a lot of schooling. They've got a skill that not many people have. They were willing to sacrifice the first section of their lives to do this, and it's hard, and you're on call all the time, and you got crappy hours. I mean, it's not easy, especially if you're a surgeon and you're you're on call. And I, I've got a really good friend who's who's uh, on call all the time, like five times a month. They could call him at any time of the day or night, and he's he's picking through somebody's brain in 15 minutes. You know, it's 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 hard, and so they're not going to want to take a massive pay cut because we have a universal health care system now. You're not going to want to do that. You're going to lose a lot of doctors, mm-hmm. a lot of good doctors. Especially if you're, you
0: know, 58 and you're like, I am a few years away from retirement. Not gonna I've do already it. made a lot of money. Yeah. Screw this. Right. You know, you're gone. Yep. Uh, and now look, a lot of do- it's 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 you can't just summarize it that way. So many doctors do this because they they love it. Uh, and because they want to help people. But but in in addition to that, they do want to keep their doors open and pay their people. Yes. It's not just about, like, becoming yes. a millionaire. And it, there's nothing it, wrong with wanting them to pay themselves either. Yeah. There's I have nothing wrong with that. No problem with it. But even yeah. people who don't mind sacrificing their own stuff, well, th- <laughs> it's not that simple. Yeah. You know, we've seen what the, a disaster the paperwork can be with these things. I mean, mm-hmm. when's the last time a, a, a government program came along that was incredibly efficient that you're just like wow you're mesmerized by the way they're able to handle this i mean this is you know they launched these these electronic records for doctors and now they all have to do that they hate it they hate it it's a terrible system it eats up half their time with their patients like this is not something these things don't work when the government tries to do them and they're going to try yep. to give this one size fits all thing for our entire healthcare system, and we're all going to be freaking driving to somewhere else to get if, our healthcare. If this
1: goes through, if it really happens, uh, we're going to long for the days uh, of the crappy healthcare system that we have <laughs> now. Yeah. That's behind Cuba and Botswana <laughs> in the in the eyes of so many. You're going to see how great the American healthcare system is if we ever go to universal healthcare. Hmm. You'll rule the day. <laughs> This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn. And if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. Uh, BillOReilly.com had a uh, pretty interesting interview uh, with somebody called, um, was it Donald Trump? Trump? Donald Donald Trump?
0: Yeah, I guess... uh, Hmm. uh, 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 selected president of the United States after he manipulated the Russian choice, right for president. Sorry, we're doing our MSNBC <laughs> impression here. Um, so Trump was on with o- O'Reilly uh, on BillOreilly.com dot com, mm. and uh, I, tell me if you if 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 people are reading into this too much. Is he th- basically throwing Rudy under the bus here, Giuliani? Because <laughs> I mean, I do kind of feel like end of the day there's a good chance this where this is where this ends. The one like we have lots of people on record saying um that this was an edict, right? That there was a quid pro quo for varying circumstances and varying ways they learned about this and we can go over all that and we have. But everybody basically seems to say they got word of this from Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. Not from Trump, but right. from Rudy Giuliani. Yes. And here's Trump kind of putting a little it seems to be a little bit of a dividing wall between himself and Giuliani, <laughs> this is uh, Trump with uh, Bill O'Reilly yesterday.
1: What was Rudy Giuliani doing in Ukraine on your behalf?
0: Well, you have to ask that
1: to Rudy, but Rudy, I don't, I don't even know. If, I know he was going to go to Ukraine, and I think he canceled the trip. Rudy Giuliani, he, he's your personal lawyer. Giuliani's your personal lawyer. So you didn't direct yeah. him to go to Ukraine and do anything or put no, any heat on he him? No, I didn't direct him, but he... he... Wait, he, is what? A, he is a warrior. Rudy's a warrior. Rudy went. He possibly saw something. But you have to understand, Rudy has other people that he represents. No. Oh, my. I mean, <laughs> oh, my. He just said <laughs> he had nothing to do with yeah. Rudy Giuliani going no. to Ukraine.
0: So that's a, I mean, it's a pretty strong oh, man. separation. Ball. Now, remember, in the past, Giuliani oh. has said he was there at, at the direction of Trump. Oh. Um, which I don't, I don't remember Trump disagreeing with, but I don't remember him ever confirming it either. So is this going to be kind of the defense? Like, look, and as we've said a million times, I don't think this is impeachable. Uh, it's not, I'm not my view that this is an impeachable situation. That being said, the 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 administration's job here, right, is to uh, politically mm-hmm. to protect the president at all costs. Yeah. Uh, now you could say I mean, a lot of people would say, "Well, that's not the right thing to do." But I mean, that's what the political job to do is. I mean, do you
1: believe that he didn't direct Rudy Giuliani to go to Ukraine? <laughs> right hard to believe. Uh, it's impossible Again, to believe. I'm
0: going under the. Of course, he sent Rudy to to Ukraine. Right. I I'm going under the assumption here. Mm-hmm. I view this entire thing as Donald Trump did want a quid pro quo with this money. <laughs> There's a report in the New York Times today that they're they're saying that uh, Trump, they did when they gate when they released the funds to Ukraine, it mm-hmm. was after they had learned about the whistleblower report. Yes. So yes, uh, they've uh, been uh, saying that for a while. We, uh, well, was, this was, uh, I guess, uh, an additional confirmation then because it was it broke today in the Times. And look, I don't. People keep saying, "Well, I, I don't agree with that," and that didn't happen. I don't care if it happened. Like to me. There is a question as to whether it was in, for the good of the country or it was just his own political benefit. If it was his own political benefit, then he should be impeached. I don't think that's what it was, though. I think there was more to it than that.
1: I think it was um, for the country. I think it was for I both. And I don't know why they uh, won't say that. Yeah, I don't know why for, they won't.
0: Frankly, I think it was for both. I think he liked the idea you can that do it was Biden.
1: It. You can do a quid pro quo all day long all day if long. it's the, in the good of the country. Right. Anytime and, you want, and we, we don't we, have to give them any aid, right?
0: Let alone 400 million dollars, exactly. So, we all and that's why I'm operating. I don't care about this back mm. and forth because I don't see it as one of these things that is a problem if it's done for the good of the country. We right. all know that it happens right. all the time, yes. So, when you look at this, though, I mean, Biden did it, you may admitted not admitted to it, exactly. You may not have legalistic proof that Donald Trump is on paper or on a recording saying, Rudy, you got to do this. We're going to hold back the, the aid. But I think if you look at the, the breadth of evidence, it's likely that this did occur mm-hmm. or at least the impression was strongly given because everyone, even people who opposed the quid pro quo, for for some reason was still doing it. Like, you know, Sondland <laughs> is like yeah. opposed to it. and He's still going to Ukraine and telling them, yeah, it's a quid pro quo. Well, why would he do that? If there's no, he if he doesn't, I mean, he believes that that's the directive, whether it is or not, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't care if it's the directive, if it's for the good of the country, and I think like that's the line they need to go to. Here, though, you can see a defense developing of look, Rudy's just a renegade; he's out there doing all sorts of crazy crap. I have no idea what it is. That is, it's not the it's not the day de- the thing you mm-hmm. want to hear if you're Rudy Giuliani. I'll say that. It's not. It's not your favorite moment of this entire uh, escapade.
1: It's not the thing I wanted to hear as Pat Gray. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I don't think that can. You know, that's not going to hold up. That that just can't hold up. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Americans just so stingy, uh, so pathetic. Like this, uh, you know, this billionaire Jeff Bezos, <laughs> hundred million dollars. What's he ever done? <laughs> I know? don't know. I don't know. Seriously, I don't. Well, I mean, he shouldn't have the money. He does. He shouldn't have it.
0: Well, billionaires shouldn't exist. They
1: shouldn't exist. You, They're evil.
0: You know what? Well, you get a lot mm-hmm. of good outcomes mm-hmm. when a government comes together and says a certain group of people shouldn't exist. Always ends well.
1: Always. in every case, right? In every case. Can you think of any case where that hasn't?
0: I, I, you're really testing me here. I mean, I'm sure uh, there, there may be one, but I mean, <laughs> usually when a government comes together and say, "You know what? This group of people should not. We should wipe them off the planet." Yeah, that yeah. usually ends well. It does. It, it does, and I
1: think it will with billionaires too. Oh, I think so. When you start dragging them out of their offices and beating them to death in the street, that'll won't that be great? Oh, it will all Just be there end cheering. All billionaires. I'll tell you that. So. Bezos gave $100 million to charity, and that's uh, selfish, I guess, because he has more money than that. And by the way, he's donated more money than that to charity. It just happens to be this particular donation to homelessness was $100 million. The response from people is so incredible. Like uh, this guy, a whopping .09% of his net worth. Thanks so much, Jeff unbelievable how much did you give yeah uh how generous of him to donate less than what he makes in an hour which i don't i don't know that he makes a <laughs> that would be a really good hour million, that's rate. a good hour billionaires are evil he could end homelessness if he wanted to no he no, couldn't no he couldn't uh homelessness involves a lot of mental illness and you know you can't buy you, people out of their mental out of no Mm-mm. what
0: if you what if you spend a lot
1: though you still can't really yeah yeah. you could spend a hundred trillion; there'd still be homeless people. Really? Mm. Yeah. Two hundred trillion? I don't know where you get
0: that from. There's certainly never been any any, any well, let's historic see. books that have discussed the fact <laughs> that there will always be poor people. Something called the
1: biblay. Uh, uh, I think Michael it's related Bible? to Michael. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a biblay out there that says there will always be the poor among us. Huh? Yeah. Also, we've kind of found that out our own selves with uh, President Johnson's Great Society uh, and $23 trillion spent in the war on poverty. And still, is there homelessness?
0: I think yeah. There's, yeah this is there poverty? Little...
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. the same amount there was percentage-wise in 1965.
0: Which <sighs> is an, an embarrassing failure. It is. And we should point this out, and it's not said enough. When you come down and you're making the... The Mount Rushmore of the worst presidents in U.S. history. Lyndon Johnson needs to be carved into the mountain. He's one of the four for sure. He he, he never gets the credibility he deserves as one of the Let's crappiest go ahead and carve presidents. Him in. I'm, pr- I'm doing it He's right the now. first one we're carving right now. <laughs> yes.
1: You also got to carve a sculpture of FDR. Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson and Barack Obama. There's your four,
0: I think. You think? I think so. F- FDR. Would you put FDR? I mean, FDR... I guess, I mean, because you have the the war stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, all uh, the all Linden? the government programs that kept us in the Great Depression for twelve years, rather than pulling out in a year or two, no, like everybody else did.
0: I'm not arguing he's a good president, okay. but I mean, I, I'm saying is he on the <laughs> the four? Because I think you got to have Lyndon Johnson on there. Here's a the guy who's put all the debt what would you problems put instead
1: on. Instead of FDR, because obviously Woodrow Wilson. Do you also
0: argue with gotta Barack have, Obama? Got to have Woodrow Wilson on there. Obama, I yeah, I mean, I, it feels like you need a contemporary, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, mm-hmm. he, I guess, I guess I put him. I'm trying to think. I mean, what about Andrew, Andrew Jackson? Andrew Jackson, maybe, probably because of his lies be talked and, about
1: and uh um, treatment of the Native Americans, Trail of Tears, all of that. Yeah, yeah. there's some. There's I mean, a good case could be made for Andrew Jackson.
0: I mean, Taft couldn't even fit in a bathtub. <laughs> Do you put him <laughs> on there?
1: <laughs> I think we might because he was a fat tub of goo. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, he was
0: he was. um. Overweight, right? And I've heard so that. I think that could be <laughs> could be something. I don't know if you put Taft up there, you'd need another mountain. Like you'd have to have double <laughs> double the mountain yeah. space. <laughs> It'd be like putting Jeffy yeah. up there. And you <laughs> no, couldn't, you couldn't do that. You can't do that. No. Oh, we have a, a look back at the life of William Howard Taft. All right, just roll it. I guess. The
1: Glenbeck Beck Glenn Program Glenn. presents retrospective. retrospective. On today's episode, William Howard Taft, born in Cincinnati, Ohio, in 1857, grew up to become America's 27th president. He died in 1930. He was overweight. (laughs) (laughs) This has been retrospective of the Glenn Beck program. Limited factoring. So that was the yeah that was the one notable thing about him. I guess he was overweight. overweight. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's really the only thing anyone ever says about Taft. It
1: is. I have no idea what his policies were. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they were you know, wonderful for the time. Sure. But I do know he was overweight. Yeah. We do know that.
0: I mean, if you're redoing the actual Mount Rushmore, I mean, I think we're both putting Coolidge up there, right? For sure. Coolidge yeah. is definitely going up. Absolutely. I mean, Reagan's going up. Coolidge, Reagan. Mm-hmm. For me, I got to have
1: George Washington
0: up gotta there. Got to have Washington.
1: And maybe Jefferson. Uh, I love I love Thomas Jefferson, uh, but Coolidge, Reagan, oh Lincoln, you gotta, you gotta have Lincoln. Lincoln there. Yeah, <laughs> that's can't. Crap. This is yeah, hard. It's hard.
0: We've had a lot of good presidents. actually. Yeah, we have. The really terrible ones. We've had a decent amount of. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like, if you want to talk about like most ineffective presidents, right? Like, you could put Jimmy Carter on that list easily. Oh yeah. But, like, you don't think of him yeah. as like a real upending our entire s- no. system. Because right? he didn't. He was just really bad at his he, job. Yeah.
1: yeah. Everything
0: he did sucked. Yeah. But it wasn't like Wilson, who, I mean, you know, the Wilson policies we'd look back at now and be like, wow, those are really conservative. But he changed <laughs> the whole fabric of the country. Yeah. Right. A lot yes. of that was one of those things where. You know, he took a country that was going down one path and jammed the whole country in reverse and went down another path where like someone mm-hmm. like Johnson just accelerated us down that path so fast. And people because, you know, look, it came after the Kennedy thing. There was a, a feeling of he kind of just overlooked everything at that point, I think. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, Johnson is responsible for, you know, a massive amount of our problems in this country when it comes to debt. Massive is overlooked and not to mention the guy was a, an incredible racist. racist and a jerk to mm-hmm. almost everybody around and him and people will say well he signed
1: the he signed yeah. the bill he signed the civil rights bill yeah after opposing it for 20 years right. yeah he yeah. did finally because he knew he had to by oh. then
0: he had to uh, He and was the stuff he said awful. to the people around him including uh, constantly to African Americans I mean the guy yeah. was a, not was a good guy absolute racist yeah uh, you have to have put him in the conversation there for worst president of all time.
1: He also enme- en- enmeshed us much more deeply in Vietnam, mm-hmm. which was a massive, to me, mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it'd be nice if we could learn from some of
0: those mistakes now and stop getting involved in everybody else's problems. Uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. It's a, it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, that That is, uh, it's, it's fascinating to you that, like, you know, the Republicans are the warmongers. Well, it was Nixon that got us out of there, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's right. Yeah, it's, it is Nixon's the guy who's right. doing diplomacy with China. Like, you yes. know, it, it is a weird the, the way this stuff, you know, the narratives change in such strange ways with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Where Republicans who fought for the only people who cared about civil rights for a hundred years, and the whole time, to- the, whole, the whole time, yeah, the whole time. And you know, Democrats are the ones. I mean, we go back with this. I mean, you know, D'Souza said this in his book, and I, I have no reason to. I, I I have not found evidence to the contrary that every single member of the KKK was a Democrat. <laughs> All of them. That's what it was—a Democrat organization. It was kind of the militant
1: wing of yeah. the Democrat Party. In fact, when you know, in the in the in the early days of the Klan, mm-hmm. does he claim that? There was never. I mean, I don't know if Republican he says it about the- like.
0: I mean, because there, what there's probably like 19 <laughs> clan members today. I don't know what they are, right? There's like, what me. is David yeah. Duke? I mean, David Duke has run as a both a Democrat and a Republican, right? I think he has over the years. Yeah. Um. You know, it's, it's, certainly it's possible now. I but I, I believe that was his statement. I remember him saying it on the air. I was like, really? Is that true? And he go. I mean, he went back and 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 mm. had I uh, had a decent amount of backing on it. Uh, I haven't gone through every member's list. That's an myself, amazing, but that's an incredible thing. fact. If that's absolutely true, that's yeah. amazing. Wow, and we, you know, so we know all this, and and somehow it gets it gets twisted, yeah. Into Republicans
1: are the racists. Yeah, they're the ones that hate minorities. Mm. No,
0: yeah, and and we're. It's interesting to see. This has been one thing that has been fascinating about the Trump presidency, and, and more and more recent parts of it specifically. You know, since like the Kanye West thing has gone on. Uh, there's a poll that came out from Rasmussen who you know look it gives has a lot of favorable polls for the president but it says that something like 34% of african americans are now supporting uh donald trump now if that number were to be true we could just we could just cancel the election cuz trump will definitely win if that number's true now i don't mm-hmm. i I will say i don't believe the numbers that high but i do believe it's increased uh and you know this there is an effect, we all know, there's a reason why companies pay billions of dollars every year to hire celebrities to talk about their products. Because it moves people. It, it makes people consider mm-hmm. things they might not have considered before. Right? If you see a new, like, you know, this happens all the time with, uh, you look at uh, Us Weekly, that is, I don't even know if it exists anymore, but that magazine, Us Weekly, and certainly a million different TMZ-type websites, they put the pictures of like, Here's random celebrity walking down the street. You're like, why would anyone care what uh, what this person looks like walking down the street as they're shopping? Well, I mean, I I watched my wife read those stories and look at those pictures, and she looks at every little detail. What bag are they carrying? <laughs> what shirt, shoes are they wearing? What sunglasses do they have on? And a lot of the times that stuff's just planted, right? Like they're coming out of a specific store. There's some deal that they have going on. Mm -hmm. celebrities do move people and purchases is are are not the only category for that and so when you have a guy like Kanye West who's making the arguments that are completely true I don't like I I have no you know I'm not a Kanye West guy (laughs) you know he's I'm not his target demo Mm -hmm. Um, but he is saying things that conservatives and you know dozens or hundreds of conservative <clears> black <throat> uh individuals have called us over the years to say these things i'm sick of just being told this is how i vote because of the color of my skin i am a, a, right. i'm an individual here and kanye just bringing that argument to the table and convincing and calling people that out too, as uh, racist as racist and, can, and, and at least opening the minds of people who don't follow politics every day. You know, there's a lot of people who mm-hmm. are African-American and it's like, I I believe the Democrats have the right vision for me for whatever reason, even though I don't agree with it. I But there's a lot of people, just like there are in every group, who have no connection to politics and issues on a daily basis. They mm-hmm. watch the Kardashians. Well, now the Kardashians are hanging in with Donald Trump. And the, the other guy on the Kardashians is hanging out with Donald Trump. And he's saying, you know what, maybe you guys should consider... At least looking at a different option. We've tried all this crap for a hundred years, and it's not working out all that well for us. And yeah. now we have the lowest unemployment we've ever seen for African Americans. Why don't we? I don't know. Why don't we like entertain this a little bit? So I do think there is a bump there, uh, that is that's real. And when that can be challenged, when it can be the counterculture way, you know, uh, it, when when the cool thing to do is to question. The, you know, the thing everyone else is doing. That's what it used to be, right? Like when you're growing up, you see what your parents did. and You're like, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. You know, I want to go the other way. Everyone's saying I should do this. I want to do that. And that, for whatever reason, has not crossed over in, in uh, the, with the Democrats and younger voters and black voters and to some level of Hispanic voters uh, that if that can be overturned. And people can say, just giving a chance. You don't have to agree, but give a chance to the idea that maybe freedom's the best way for you to go. Maybe you having your own money is the best way for you to go. Maybe not going to the government for so many things is a better approach. If that can get out there, there's no reason that can't connect with every group. It's very human. You know, not wanting someone in your way, having an opportunity to control your own destiny is very human. And I think any group would like that. But it's just, it's got such a crappy brand name on it right now. Yeah. It's hard to convince others. But I, I mean, someone like Kanye West can make a dent with that audience, I think.
1: This is the best of the Glenn Beck program.
0: Like listening to this podcast? If you're not a subscriber, become one now on iTunes. And while you're there... Do us a favor and rate the show.
1: Uh, Jeffy's with us. Um, Anybody buying that uh, there was a super velocity UFO that just passed by the Earth? NASA's released photographs of an unexplained, of unexplained sound waves moving across the Earth at high velocity speeds. High tech cameras on the International Space Station captured it. Uh, The bizarre images have sparked a frenzy of speculation. Of where it came from. The images show a strange cloud pattern that looks as if it was produced by some unidentified flying object. A secret sonic weapon. Uh, The mysterious ripples in the clouds extend for miles from space. The images were first spotted by uh, NASA. uh, The NASA website by Blake and Brett Cousins, who run the conspiracy theorist group YouTube channel, Third Phase of the Moon. But they're right on a lot of
0: things. Really, a, l- a lot third of third phase of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. they're right in the first two phases. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: both of the YouTubers agree that whatever it was, it was both. massive. Both of them agree. Do we have, do we have not a, just one news? of them news
0: stories that include the not phrase? Both of... of the YouTubers <laughs> agree. That's yeah, a news story. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Doesn't seem <laughs> like that's like what they're like two people said on twitter like that's not a news story yeah that's the not fact a thing. that two people said something that's on twitter just means it's a thing that can be said yes all things are said on twitter i know but two youtubers agreed with nasa here
1: and let's not forget they Did have they? a website called third phase of the moon so so,
0: so oh, that's a great point <laughs> and all but i just i just feel like you know, maybe we'd need a uh, little more evidence. Really? I do. Uh, well, like, for okay. example, yesterday when they shut the White House down, they were like, "Oh, did you hear about that? The slow blob moving in the slot in the sky?" Yeah, that freaks you out. A yeah. slow blob moving in the sky. They they locked down the White House. It was a bunch of birds. That's pl- it. In a flock. <laughs> What? Has that been confirmed on YouTube yet? <laughs> Third phase of the moon thinks it was an alien. <laughs> okay. uh, but everyone else seems to think it, were bird. it was okay. birds. Okay. But again, those are the same who? people who tell you that Jeffrey Epstein mm-hmm. killed himself. Thank you. <laughs> so, they
1: closed down the White House for 20 minutes yeah. because of
0: birds. Wow, well, they, they're aggressive birds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's amazing.
0: It is amazing. Uh, and I mean, embarrassing, I guess can't be too by the sure. way. And uh,
1: embarrassing. embarrassing. Yeah. Embarrassing. <laughs> Wow! Well, the same day he was pardoning birds, then more birds are shutting down the White House. Right? I mean, the world's gone. Right? The world's gone. Shut it down. He was so. actually pretty funny when the, on the pardon of the of the turkey thing. When he was he was talking about the fact that yes, they've been pardoned, but they've they've already been subpoenaed <laughs> by Adam Schiff and his group. They'll <laughs> <laughs> really be asked to testify in the basement of uh, of the Capitol building. <laughs> he didn't get a lot of laughs at the time. He didn't, he didn't. He didn't get the, get the laugh he laughs he deserved the though. I know. Uh, so, all right. Well, have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. Not N- you. Not you. Everybody I mean, else, yes. have a great
0: Thanksgiving. Jeffy, yes. yours. Eh. Mm,
1: you can have an okay
0: Thanksgiving. We, we what have what this, uh, uh, we have this okay blanket one. that has smallpox on it. Here, right. take back. <laughs> <laughs> the Blaze Radio Network
1: on demand.